You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And hello, folks. Hello and welcome to another show. This is the On Point with Victor show. Uh, you are tuned into America's Web Radio. I am Victor Armanderes. And uh, let's get started. Look, folks, we are, we're full steam ahead. We are not going to let up here on the On Point with Victor show. Um, I know it's uh, in, in some areas across the country, it's beautiful summer weather. And I know the last thing you want to hear about on a daily basis is politics. But ladies and gentlemen, we cannot let our guard down. This is the time right now, this summertime, this time when, when you're out trying to enjoy your families and, and now you're, you're emerging from the, the mess that was COVID, the, you know, the, the mess that was the Wuhan virus. You're, you're emerging now and you want to spend time with your friends and your family. You want to make up for lost time because you lost a, you know, damn near a year. Uh, it's easy to take your eye off the ball. And folks, let me tell you, um, that's probably the best analogy is this sports analogy. Don't take your eye off the ball. Because let me tell you who's not taking their eye off the ball. And that is the today's Marxist Socialist Democrat Party. And uh, that is not her hyperbole at all. Today's Democrat Party is being run by a bunch of Marxist bozos and socialist bozos. And they are coming after your freedom. They're coming after your liberty. Uh, ours, we the people. Uh, they don't care, you know, honestly, in, in a weird kind of way, um, they don't care who you are or how you vote. Now, yes, they want to fool you and continue to fool you into voting for them, the letter D, not for them, the person. They just want you voting for the letter D in perpetuity so they can control you in perpetuity. And this summertime when you're trying to spend time with your friends and go on vacations and family and all those things, um, they will try to ram through every horrible piece of legislation that they can. Every piece of legislation that today's Democrats, with the aid of some establishment Republicans, uh, they're not all saints, folks. Uh, you will hear me really, really blast today's Democrats because they are Marxist and they are socialist and they want to do away with, with the, with the United States. They want to do away with the founding of this nation. And if you do away with freedom and liberty, what do you have? You have tyranny, you have Marxism, you have socialism, you have communism, um, you have subjugation. You can't have control over, total control over the people and have freedom and liberty. You can't have both. And so politics today is really simple. Uh, you either are with today's Democrats who are for Marxism and socialism and communism, uh, or you're for freedom and liberty. And if you take your eye off the ball, these Democrats are going to run through, with the help of some establishment Republicans, are going to ram through some legislation that isn't going to help you in one bit. It's not going to help your wallet. It's not going to help your family. It's not going to help you as an individual. It's not going to help your freedom. It's not going to help your liberty. It's not going to preserve your United States Constitution. It's going to do the opposite. Uh, everything they're trying to do. In fact, I mentioned last week Haig Simons. <laughs> so I will get into that, folks. Haig Simons, Haig and Simons. Uh, were e economists. Uh, I mean, they were economists. I mean, they, they were wrong, but they were economists. Uh, all, all the way back, this, this, what they have, what they developed, or, or at least what is called the Hague Simons, uh, theory or, or, or plan, uh, economic plan, however you want to look at it. Uh, this, this idea has been, been around since the 30s. And basically what it does is it would give the Democrat 
politicians uh, with help of some establishment Republican politicians. The power to go into your home and say, "Mm, you know what, you've got number issue number two of Superman or issue number three in this comic book. And, and you know, the perceived value is this. So we're going to tax you on that unrealized value. Uh, they'll do it to your home. You know, those of you in New York and California and other parts of the country that pay enormous property taxes, well, the Democrats want to come in and look at your home and go, you know what? You've got some unrealized value. When you bought your home, it was 200. Now it's half a million. So there's unrealized value there that we're going to go ahead and tax. That's what Haig Simons is. They want to come into your home and tax things that you have not realized value at. Um, there's, uh, I believe, a Supreme Court precedent to uh, throwing this mess out years and years ago. The idea of Haig Simons, like I said, have been a, has been around. The idea of taxing unrealized value has been around, and. I believe it was shot down, and, and I'll do some more research on this. My apologies, but I'm my somewhere in my brain, uh, there's a memory popping up that there is a court case where they shot down this idea of unreal taxing unrealized value, uh, because per the Constitution or, or the amendment, the income tax, which is ridiculous and needs to be repealed, um, you can only tax realized value, and the Democrats are coming after your value of your home, any asset that you have. If you collect art, you know, a lot of uh, one percenters and Hollywoodians, they collect art because they love to say, look what I have. Well, now the government wants to come in, the Democrats, and they want to tax that art. Um, You know, a lot of rich people collect art and they donate it to museums because they get a good tax write-off. Well, (laughs) yeah, pay attention to what the Democrats are doing because that that's they're going to tax you on it. Uh, they're going to come after your if you've got a 401k or you've got a savings plan uh, where you've got a million plus dollars in savings. Folks, you've already been taxed on most of your savings. And if you have a 401k, then the whole idea is to save uh, and 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 it, maybe get around some of the taxation. These are not what I'm saying. This is tax laws written by those bozo politicians that many of us keep electing. Um, maybe you've got a Roth IRA and you're saving money the best you can. Well, the whole idea of a Roth is to to save tax-free. And now, the, this through Haig-Simons, the Democrats, what they're going to try and do is come into your savings and go, we get 2% or 3% or 5%. And they're going to dress it up saying they're only going after the wealthy. Folks, that is BS. Every time throughout history, the Democrats and establishment Republicans have said we're only going to tax this few over here, it always ends up you become those few because they're going to say it's the rich, but somehow all of a sudden they're going to deem you as being rich. Uh, So, folks, don't take your eye off the ball. Now, that was a whole big tangent that I didn't plan on getting on, other than touching a little bit on Haig-Simons, because I got into that a little bit last week, and we didn't really, uh, I didn't really get a chance to explain it enough. But um, hopefully that rapid-fire there session of Haig-Simons will get you curious enough. You know, let your curiosity bloom. You know, there's one thing that politicians hate. They hate it when you start thinking for yourself and your curiosity looms and then you start asking questions and you start doing your own research. Politicians hate that. So I hope I have given you enough curiosity. I, I hope I've sparked enough curiosity for you to start doing a little research on Haig Simons. Start reading uh, what they wrote and how they want to tax. And then start looking and looking between the lines and just listen to what the Biden administration and the Democrats are saying when they start talking about a wealth tax. Just pay attention. So like I said, 
the on point with Victor message of the of the month. Don't take your eye off the ball. Actually, it should be the on point with Victor message of the summer. Don't take your eye off the ball. So, uh, again, folks, <laughs> uh, I know we're jumping in fast, uh, but look, I've got limited time with you, and I love speaking to you guys every week. Uh, folks, I, this audience is growing so much, I, I can't thank you enough. And uh, look, if you are normally listen, like to listen on YouTube, uh, I got us put in jail again. So you've got to go find other avenues. Just look up. Uh, of course, you can go to America's Web Radio. That everything is there, all my shows. Uh, but you can go to any podcast, and you can find uh, my show on Point with Victor on just about any podcast platform out there. So go search me and listen to me there. Forget YouTube. Yeah, they want to censor everybody. Forget them. Go find me on Rumble. Go find me on Spotify. Find me on Apple Podcast. Find me on Intunes. Find me anywhere, and uh, so you can have me uh, have access to my show anytime, twenty four seven. Or you can watch it on Facebook at uh, America's Web Radio Facebook page, and you can go to americaswebradio.com dot com and you can find my shows there. Uh, you can also follow me, folks. Uh, you guys are asking all the time. Look, I'm Radio Victor. Radio Victor on Instagram. Radio Victor on Instagram, or you find me on Facebook, Victor Armendariz, A-R-M-E-N-D-A-R-I-Z. So uh, find me there, folks, and you can always email the show at victor at americaswebradio.com, victor at americaswebradio.com. So um, look, folks, I'm again, I'm humbled to death by the number of listeners that, that, that tune in from different states across the country every week, and I love it, love it, love it. And the uh, podcast numbers are going through the roof. So, again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. So uh, I, I want to mention uh, one thing as, as before we go any further. Uh, last week we lost a Patriot. Um, we lost a man by the name of Donald Rumsfeld. Now, I, I, look, my liberal, liberal listeners out there, Democrat friends out there, and, and yes, I'm friends with liberals and progressives. Uh, you know, I, I can love my neighbor. <laughs> I don't care your politics. Um, I can still be your friend. Now, go find some progressives and liberals out there and see how many, how many will tell you they'll be friends with people like me uh, because they're, they're not. Most of them are just mean people. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't believe the names I got, I've been called. Uh, but I myself will be friends, and I do have friends with Democrats. Uh, so if, if I just triggered you by saying Donald Rumsfeld, well, get over it. Uh, Donald Rumsfeld was, was an amazing man and a good man, and we lost him last week. He was a good patriot. Uh, Donald Rumsfeld served this country as Secretary of Defense under President Ford, and he did it again under W. Bush. Now, let me tell you a little, a little nice fact. Let me do a Sheldon Cooper fun fact. Fun fact about Donald Rumsfeld. He was the youngest Secretary of State. I mean, uh, Secretary of Defense, and he was the oldest Secretary of Defense because when he was Secretary of Defense under President Ford, he was the youngest ever. And when he was uh, Secretary of Defense under W. Bush, he was the oldest ever. So he was he was around for a while. And he lived he lived a heck of a life. Um, he was a formal na- uh, former Navy pilot. Uh, in fact, he was also and the All Navy Wrestling Champion. Uh, this was Donald Rumfeld, and, and uh, folks, I mean, I he, I just can't say enough about him. The guy was chief of staff. He was a, a United States ambassador to NATO. He was a United States congressman. He was chief executive officer of not one but two Fortune 500 companies. The guy is a success story. He's a patriot. He he did 
so much serving his country. You don't have to agree with everything he did or said or, or, or whatever. The, but you can recognize as an American, as a citizen of this country, uh, he sacrificed a lot of his own time uh, in, in defense and in service to this great nation. So he should be looked upon as a hero, and uh, and he is. And if you want to really learn a little more about him, he wrote a book a few years ago, ago called no, The Known and Unknown. Um, it's a good book, folks. Um, I read it myself. In fact, I may pull it out and start reading again, uh, read it again. Uh, so if you want to pick up a good a good reading book, it's 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 not an easy read. It's a long book. It's a big book, but it's a good read. And uh, it's by Donald Rumsfeld, and it's called Known and Unknown. And uh, I think you'll be happy that you did it. You know, you'll you'll learn a lot about him. I mean, he you know this is the guy Donald Rumsfeld who directed the actions of the Defense Department in response to the terrorist attack on September 11th. I, you guys all remember 9/11 2001. Well. He's the guy. I mean, Donald Rumsfeld is the guy who directed. In fact, if you go back and you look at when the Pentagon was hit by the terrorist, Donald Rumsfeld was there. Uh, this guy, uh, you know, he, he is a very heroic figure. I mean, he was an old, a pretty older man then and uh, was still on the ground and still there to help. And uh, just, just an amazing story this guy has, an amazing life that he lived. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know, like I said, he directed the Defense Department's response, our response, to the terrorist attack on September 11th. And you know what? Since then... Since that war on terror that was basically directed in the beginnings by Donald Rumsfeld, it has resulted in the liberation of 25 million Afghanis. How is that a bad thing? Uh, It's also resulted in 27 million Iraqis being liberated. Uh, These are good things, folks. I don't care, again, what your politics are. If you can't recognize the good from liberating Afghani people and liberating the Iraqi people, both of these countries that have now free elections, uh, those are good things. You you can disagree with, with the war on Iraq. I have my problems with the way some of that went. But you cannot disagree the good of liberating people from tyranny. And we liberated 27 million from Iraq, and we liberated 25 million from um, Afghanis. Those, that's a good thing, folks. And, and you know what? A majority of them were Muslims, and nobody in the United States cared. It was the right thing to do. Um, so uh, another great thing that uh, Rumsfeld was, and I give him so much credit for this, is two-thirds of al-Qaeda, two-thirds of the known al-Qaeda leaders have been captured or been given dirt naps. Uh, they've been sent on to meet their la la la. la. <laughs> I'm gonna be nice. <laughs> they went to go meet Allah, and I guarantee you they didn't meet any virgins. Uh, but we won't even get into that. I, I won't even go beyond that. So, uh, but again, folks, if you want to learn more about him, check out his. Uh, he wrote several books, but the one that I have and that I read and that I think I'm gonna pick up again is is called Known and Unknown. Uh, so if you want a good read, go pick it up, folks. It's 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 really it's it's a good read, and and he was a good man. So just take a pause and remember Donald Rumsfeld was a good guy. David, looks like you have a comment. <laughs> well, you know, I do and I don't, and it's not as you were talking about Donald Rumsfeld and all he did and the type of person he was. And I kept coming back to 
the garbage that we have today, oh, i.e. CRT. Right. And those these bastards that think they know what the hell they're doing as far as as far as turning the country into a socialistic country. Mm-hmm. I bet you, even the day before Rumsfeld died, he could have taken them on and. Oh, beating them into nothing, you know. And he could have done and, it intellectually and physically. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> these these people. I'm. The more I hear about CRT and the woke movement and mm-hmm. BLM and all that crap, the more I, I think that they really should be sent to the, to the Marine recruiter. Mm. And let them have a little little time with the recruiter, you know, you or know, a little time with a drill instructor. With a drill instructor, man, I can't agree and with you more. I just, you know, the more I hear about this CRT stuff, the matter I get, and the and it does doesn't hurt them. It hurts me more than it does yeah, them. Absolutely, but, you know, it's just uh, our country. We need heroes like Rumsfeld. Oh, my gosh, And yes. we need heroes like Trump, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and heroes like many others that have served. And worn and, the uniform. And why, you know, if I had it all to do over again, I must say there would be a big question. Why am I raising my hand to sacrifice potentially my life for scumbags? Yeah. And BLM and wokes and all of the other crap, that's all they well, are, scumbags. What these, what these fools need to be reminded is the only reason that they can stand up and, and uh, throw a flag and burn it on the ground or scream and yell and, and at people and, and badmouth the United States and, and, and accuse everyone, every citizen of the U.S. to be in a racist and accuse the founding fathers of being racist. They can only do this because of what the, the men and women in uniform have done, which is secure the freedom and the liberty of this nation to procure the United States Constitution, which says you have that right to speak. You have the right to assemble. You have the right, the right to protest. Only because of the document that all these people that you just mentioned, David, are trying to bastardize. You know, and and I'll just deviate a little bit, Dave, because you're sending me on this on this line, this tangent. These people, BLM, uh, Antifa, uh, most of elected Democrats today, they do not want to just fundamentally change the United States as you hear their language. If you just listen to them, they don't want to just change and tweak the Constitution. They want to tear it down. They want to take the Constitution and tear it and destroy it. You don't run around this country telling everybody that the founding of this nation was was racist. You don't try and bastardize 1776. I saw people last week trying to get people to have uh, parades and parties to damn July 4th, to speak bad of July 4th, to say that this country is racist and, and, and you're cel- if you celebrate the 4th, then you celebrate racism. That is preposterous. They don't know their history. You know, the and, ones that are yelling most about everything being racist they're the biggest racist going of all uh, amen to that david yes today's racism is alive and well but it's not coming from the white guy it's not coming from the conservative it's coming from the place that it originated which is the democrat party okay, is, which you, is so you, ironic you can uh, you can tell their intelligence very easily when 
you know, crime is up in every large city, and particularly every in all city. of the large cities that are run by Democrat and, mayors and, and mayors and governors. And, and, uh, <laughs> and you know, how do you how do you stop it? Well, you send a psychologist out. And uh, you defund the police, and that that's really gone a long ways of doing yeah. so much good. Look how well that's worked for Detroit, for New York, for New Orleans, for San Francisco, for L.A., for Atlanta, for I mean, you can Chicago. There, David, there were eighty three shootings, I believe, on Thursday alone in Chicago last week. Or what, one hundred and fifty uh, um, dead? A hundred plus. Last, this this, past just, weekend. just this past weekend, and uh, but but folks, what we are getting at. <clears throat> You cannot accuse the founding of this country as being racist. You're you're trying to teach 1619, which is, again, preposterous to do. But to try and convince you that this country was founded on racism, the reason they're doing that is because they want to end the way this country was founded and re, let's just say, rebirth this country. Uh, They want to rewrite this country. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you now, and you hear me and you hear me well, if we allow the current crop of politicians and BLM and Antifa to destroy the, the United States Constitution and start over again, do you think it's going to be based on freedom and liberty? What you have now, what we the people have now is based on freedom and liberty. That document that is the United States Constitution, that is the Declaration of Independence, states and puts restrictions on government. If they tear that down because it's so racist, how do you think they're going to re, re, uh, rewrite the United States, the new Constitution? Do you think it will be based in freedom and liberty? No. It cannot be. Just follow the logic line. If you destroy what we have now, which is based in liberty and freedom, you can't then go with the opposite because the opposite is subjugation. It's socialism. It's communism. It's Marxism. It's totalitarianism. One of those isms is going to be it, and it ain't going to be Americanism. So you really have to pay attention when you start hearing politicians and and groups right now that you hear telling you that your founding fathers were racist. It was nothing of the sort. Uh, folks, it, it, this country wasn't founded on racism. This country was not founded on slavery. This country was founded on the principles to find a way to end slavery, which this country did thanks to the United States Constitu- Constitution that our amazing founding fathers had the insight to create. That is the history of this country. And we can't continue allow, to allow it to be bastardized. We have to stand up. And, you know, they... And, what they're doing is going to be a horrendous backlash and that oh absolutely you know i i had i'm from the south i'm very proud of it i'm from texas very proud of it and uh you know they're doing more to divide it and you know this deal of discrimination this deal of uh crt it just all you have to do is watch TV. <laughs> you know, there's if you're talking about racism, there's you know, 13% of the country is black, mm. okay? 18% is Latino. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the country is white supposedly or an Asian and yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But Asian is a very small number. Right, it's, it's and, small, yeah. So, you know, the white should have a dominance everywhere. But you watch television for two hours, and I guarantee you there are more commercials with blacks in them 
than there are with whites in them. Yeah, it, it's more diverse today, and, and, and they love the word diversity. It's more diverse today than it ever has. And, and David, to your point, what I think you're getting at, if we were such a racist country, how could you turn on the TV and see such diversity? You couldn't. I mean, you couldn't, and you wouldn't. And, the, and In fact, if we were such a racist country, how did we have eight years of Barack Obama? Now, folks, it was the white vote that put Barack over the line twice. So I don't care if you agree with Obama or not. The, the fact is, is this country elected a guy that, that, that was a black guy, or at least half black. And that was an amazing accomplishment for this country. And to call the country racist just because he lost, and, and the reason I say he lost is because his third term was Hillary Clinton. They all thought Hillary was going to be just anointed, and the people rejected her. So somehow by rejecting Hillary Clinton, the country became racist again? It is, it is asinine. Let me interrupt you. Tell me, tell me which president did more for the blacks, Obama or Trump? Well, let me tell you, that's easy. That is easy, and, and, and it's, it's verifiable through actual data. But President Donald J. Trump did more for the black community, more for the Hispanic community. And, folks, I am a member of the Hispanic community. And let me tell you, under President Trump, we had record unemployment for the black population record unemployment for wait a minute i'm sorry record employment (laughs) record employment for the black population record employment for hispanics Uh, that was under president trump not president obama Um, we had record wage growth uh, for the black family the wage growth the the opportunity for the black family was was through the roof and also for the Hispanic family was through the roof under President Trump. That did not happen under President Obama because, folks, I've told you and I'll, once and I'll tell you a thousand times, today's Democrat Party does not want to lift all boats. They want to push mediocrity down. They want to push pull people down into mediocrity because they want a huge, huge pull of people that they can control. They want a huge pool of people that are dependent on voting for the letter D. And that's what it comes down to. Uh, so, folks, you really, really got to take note and, and, and really start looking for yourself because everything that I tell you is verifiable. I, I don't come on this show uh, and tell you untruths or half-truths. Or, and if I do get something wrong, I'll come on the next show and I'll fess up to it. But you're going to get from the On Point with Victor show, you're going to get common sense, and you're going to get logic, and you're going to get the truth. And sometimes I know you don't want to hear the truth, or it doesn't jive with what you've been fed, especially if you're one of my black listeners or brown listeners, you know, if you're black or Hispanic uh, or or even some of the Asians. Um, You've been told so much, folks. I grew up being told I had to be a Democrat. I grew up being told that the letter D was was something to bow to uh, and give allegiance to. And and through the grace of God and the grace of my parents and that wonderful independent strength that I have always had that comes from the blood of being a United States citizen, uh, the yearning spirit for freedom and liberty that lives in each one of us. Some of you just have to find it. Uh, but because of that spirit, I questioned things. And then I did my research and I did my study of history. And I look at things now and I, and I am willing to look at the policy and not just the person. And I know what policy works, folks. And it ain't Democrat policies. 
Uh, so you really, really just trust me, but but you don't have to just trust me. You can verify what I say, folks. It's it's not hard to do. So so I mentioned Fourth of July. So I hope everybody had a great Independence Day, and I hope everybody tried to remember um, or take a moment to remember what independence what does that mean what does the 4th of July mean why do we reference 1776 um, why do we have this and and it's a travesty that the 4th of July is one day uh, we have pride and all these other brown months this month yellow month and black month we have for for a month but we can only honor honor veterans for a day. We can only honor Memorial Day for a day, and we can only honor the Fourth for a day. That's kind of crazy to me. But hey, well, you know, <laughs> uh, I I would propose that the Fourth, the, our independence, should be celebrated for the whole entire month of July. And and by golly, it should be taught in school <laughs> what it means, because it's not being taught. So I guess, um, you know, we probably should go to a break. And then when we come back from this break, uh, I am going to get into a little bit about the fourth, folks, and what you need to be taught and what your children should be taught that aren't being taught. So don't go uh, anywhere. We will be right back. This is On Point with Victor, America's Web Radio. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. And we're back, folks. We are back. Uh, look, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. 
and and the truth just has to be told and it needs to be come out and uh, unfortunately if you've got a kid in school they're not being taught the truth um, if they're in a government school they're not being taught the truth look what the teachers union did today the teachers union came out today and said they're going to teach CRT uh, critical race theory in all 50 states that's a that's a government school folks and and it might be time for you to to start making some sacrifices and some cuts to take your child out of government school uh, because until we the people can get control back of the schools and that means shutting down the Department of Education that means getting the federal government as far away from education as possible education has to be in your backyard the first uh, thing it means though excuse me no go ahead there. first thing it means though is Knowing what's going on in your kid's school, right, and caring, and I this is one blessing. And mm-hmm. a, another host pointed this out the other day. There is a blessing that has come out of the pandemic, and kids having to stay at home and yeah. being home taught for mm-hmm. a while, and people realizing what's <laughs> what what's in the history. <laughs> yeah, what's in a history book like blank pages. Oh. May, write your own and revisionist. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, you know it starts. This is this is something that uh, you know a lot of my friends are. Well, I don't have a lot of friends, but <laughs> a few of the people that know me say, "Why don't you get a dog?" You know, it'd be a great companion. I don't want a dog because I don't want the responsibility of taking care of a dog. Mm-hmm. And that's what when a when a couple has a child. They're taking on a grave responsibility. 18 years worth. 18 years worth, at least. <laughs> at the minimum. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and that means knowing what your kid is doing and being a part of his life. Not running into their life, but just be a part of their life yeah, and know be. what's happening. You have to. You have and to. know what's going on in their schools. And if yeah. I know <laughs> it's a good thing that my kids are grown and gone because... If I thought they were being taught some of the crap that I know kids are being taught today, <laughs> I would have probably already blown my lid. You have, I'm and sure you would have. <laughs> I, I uh, you know, there would be some yeah. teachers with... <laughs> they might have some bruised egos, let's put yeah. it that way. <laughs> yeah, you know. No, it's, it's true. And, and, you know, when I grew up, my parents were, were fantastic. And I, I didn't think so at the time. But, you know, my mom made, checked every assignment, made me talk about school every day. Every day I came home. Uh, she knew what was going on. And if she saw something she didn't like, she would embarrass the crap out of me because she would march up to that school. And there wasn't a teacher or a principal that my mother wouldn't face. Um, uh, one of the toughest independent women that I will ever know outside of my two sisters um, who were brought up by her. So, um, But I laugh when I see today's so-called feminism and when I see uh, what the left and progressives will call fem- feminism. No, you want feminism real? You look at my mother. My mother, who, who is conservative all of her life, um, believed in the church and believed in loving her neighbor, but also believed in beating the (laughs) 
you know what out of her children if they didn't obey <laughs> so but um and she didn't hesitate to go up to the school and talk to any teacher confront any teacher confront any principal because trust me folks she did it uh, with me with my brothers and with my sisters and uh that is an independent woman she didn't hide behind my no, not one time david did she hide behind my father and make my father go to school no that's that's not independent that's very caring and loving. Yeah, that exactly, exactly. You which, know? which in turn will lead to independence and 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 just strength. But uh, absolutely, and confidence. But no, no, not a doubt. So, all right, folks, uh, I want to move on a little bit. Look, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about the fourth, and I want to recite something that's also not being taught. Um, and, and if it is being taught, it's being bastardized. I, I'm hearing this crap come out of the CRT. I'm hearing this crap come out of uh, so the teachers' unions and some of the schools and some of the classrooms. Um, when they, they won't even talk about the Constitution, but when they do, they try and, and bend it and bastardize it um, and then say it was racist, um, which is nothing of the sort. So, folks, I, I just bear with me here. Let me tread on your attention span because you know, you know me. I don't like to read things, but I'm going to recite something here, um, folks. When you and you all should do this, especially if you have children. Pick up a pocket constitution, or go pick up any book on the United States Constitution. Go find, uh, go to the uh, Heritage. Oh my gosh, it's uh, Heritage College. Uh, they have a website, uh, Heritage, Hill, Heritage Hillsdale. Hillsdale Hillsdale College, or go look up Heritage uh, the Foundation. A, Foundation. Thank you, David. That's why you're the legend. Um, and go get yourself a good. They will send you a pocket constitution. But this is how it begins, folks. I want to remind you. This is how it starts. We, the people of these United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Now, folks, a lot of this I can do from memory, and you should too. Uh, You should be able to do this from memory, and so should your children. And listen, folks, this is what the founding fathers wrote. This is what they put together. When they started to put together the Constitution, or they had the Constitution together, they had the amendments, they had the laws, they had it written, this is going to be the document that limits the government. This is going to be a republic. Not a democracy. The word democracy doesn't appear in the United States Constitution one time, and it does not appear in the Declaration of Independence not one time. Because they formed a republic. They formed a union, uh, folks. And this is how they started it. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union. See, folks, they knew it wouldn't be perfect. They knew they weren't perfect. They knew the Constitution wasn't perfect. But they knew they written it in a way that it can form a more perfect union so that throughout time we can get better should we choose to because of the principles that were in this document. So in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote general welfare, general welfare. That does not mean we're going to spout up a federal government the size of of a, of, of a behemoth uh, and 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 delve out money that we take from others or just print and give to everybody. That is not what they meant by promote general welfare. They meant 
when they say promote the general welfare, that you, me, everyone that is a citizen of this country will have the opportunities afforded to them because they're American. Not because they're brown, white, black, yellow. No, no. Because they're American. They will have. So we will promote the general welfare. And your general welfare, welfare depends on your freedom, your liberty to pursue your happiness. That is what the Constitution means. So common defense, promote general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves, folks, ourselves, the United States citizen, and our posterity, posterity, folks, posterity. Uh, Because of this, we do ordain and establish the Constitution of the United States of America. That's how the Constitution opens, folks. They wrote the Constitution, the Founding Fathers, on the 1776 Fourth of July, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, but this came about because they wanted to make a better place for man. You have to understand, folks, we were under British rule, and back then, the British were merciless. Boy, David, I might need help with that word. Man, am I having a day-to-day. Merciless. That's how the British government was. Uh, the British government was a monarchy, and they crushed the dissidents. They crushed opponents. And when the United States, when the colonists decided, you know what? We don't like this being taxed without representation. We don't like you from way across the pond telling us how to live our lives here. We don't like the production and producing that we're doing here. And then you come along with your red coats and you try and seize it and take what you want and then leave us what you deem necessary as if it belonged to the British monarchy, which it did not. So folks, you have to understand the, the, the pain that the colonists went through under British rule. Imagine folks, imagine you living in this, in the colonies here, what we call the United States and a country that's across the pond was sending people and soldiers over here to beat you, to hit you with whips, to put you in jails because you dared stand against the monarch or you dare say something bad about the king or you dare disagree. You disagreed with something the monarch said or the king said. You disagreed with the British. Folks, there were people, there were patriots, American colonists, drug through the streets, tied to a post and whipped because the British were using them as an example to quell the uprising that they saw coming. So instead of coming and saying, let's sit down, let's talk with the colonists. No, the British didn't do that, ladies and gentlemen. The British drug American colonists in the streets. They tied them to posts and they whipped them with whips. And they looked at the peasants, because that's what they considered you, a peasant. And they looked at the people and they said, this won't happen to you. If you just obey, imagine that today, folks. Imagine if you had to live through that today. That's what these colonists had to put up with. And that is why the founding fathers got together, risked their lives, risked their wealth, risked their families. And they signed that document called the United States Constitution. And then they fought and bled for it. And they did that, folks, so we could be where we are today. Uh, look, I'm going to uh, – David, do we need to take another break or do I got enough minutes? 
Uh, you have about a half a minute. All right. So uh, we got 30 seconds. Okay. So I let me set this up. When we come back from this next break, folks, I am going to get into the Declaration of Independence. And I'm going to recite some of it. Not all of it, but I'm going to recite some of it. Because you need to be teaching this to your children. And you yourself need to be reminded, I think, of what that declaration meant and what it means today and what it meant to the Founding Fathers back then on July 4th, 1776. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Hello, my name is Rick White, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I want to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And if you are a Georgia veteran, and the definition of a Georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of Georgia, or you've lived here 10 years, or you were raised your right hand and joined the military in this state, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to www.gmbhof.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back, folks. We are back. You're listening to America's Web Radio. This is the On Point with Victor show, and I am Victor Armanderes. Yes, the Mexican who is not afraid to be an American. <laughs> so, uh, okay, look, folks. <clears throat> July 4th, 1776. Let me just recite. I'm just going to get right into this because you need to hear it. This this is the Declaration of Independence, folks, and how it started. Um the unanimous declaration of the thir- of of the thirteen United States of America, because folks, when this happened, we had thirteen colonies, um, so we had thirteen little bitty states or soon to be states. Uh, the unanimous declaration of the thirteen United States of America, July fourth, seventeen seventy six. When, in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume. Among the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and the nature's God entitle them, a decent, I'm sorry, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Folks, read the, find it, look it up, the Declaration of Independence. Read this for yourself because this is explaining why we had to separate from the monarchy of British, why we had to leave the foot, uh, get the foot of our throats, I should say, the British foot off our throats. This is why. I mean, just listen to that. Let me, let me read that last sentence again. Um, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and the nature's God and of nature's God entitle them a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to 
the separation. And then they went on to this, folks, and there's a reason. This is not a mistake why this is next. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. And, folks, when they said all men, they meant men and women. They meant females and males. Uh, because even back then they knew there were two genders, <laughs> male and female. Uh, but folks, just pay attention to how how they worded this. And you tell me if this sounds like it's racist. Because folks, there's no racism in the Constitution. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That they are endowed by their creator, which is not government. All right, I added that part. We're, they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That means rights that can't be taken away, folks. Unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Not life, government, and the pursuit of other people's money. Understand what they wrote. The pursuit of life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, and, and women too, folks. Remember, this is men and women. That, but to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent, consent of the governed. You hearing this, folks? The, the deriving that government is among men, and the rights... The secure the rights that they're securing, all of this instituted among men, deriving their powers, their just powers, from the consent of the governed. So the ones that they are, the people that are going to elect people into power, and those people are going to be responsible for creating laws, have to do it by the consent of the people that they were elected by. And we seem to be forgetting this, folks, and which is why I wanted to read this again. So let me start over from the beginning. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Folks, your current President Biden, our current President Biden, cannot recite this. He's tried to do it, and he can't, and that's a shame. You shouldn't be an elected official if you can't recite the begin this, this part of the Declaration of Independence. It's um, so, okay. So uh, let me continue. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their powers, their just powers, from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying in its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will, will dictate that government long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. That means if you think and you're trying to preach division and racism, that ain't a reason to overthrow because there's no proof in what they're saying. So, so let me repeat that. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light or transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer 
while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security, such as has been the patent sufferance of these colonies. And such is now the necessity which contains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. And then it goes on and on and on. And you should read the full declaration, folks, if you have never done it. Because you see the Founding Fathers right there saying it is our duty when freedom is, is abused, I'm sorry, when freedom is assaulted and liberty is assaulted, when government turns on the people, which is what the Democrat Party is doing now. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go abolish things because, folks, we have the ballot box and we still have a way to throw these bozos out, which I think we're going to start to do in 2022 because I think that pendulum is going to swing back. But it was this amazingness of the Founding Fathers, folks. When you read this for yourself, it might sink in a little more. So definitely please go read this for yourself. But the Founding Fathers, not only not only did the colonists say, we're done with you, British rule. We're done with being whipped in the streets. We're done with being beaten. We're done with being incarcerated. We're done with being taxed to oblivion. We're done with you taking our, our fruits of labor. They didn't just say we're done with that and we're going to break away. They wrote in the Constitution that we understand that man is not perfect, nor are we perfect. But we're going to form this union that can be perfected over time. But while we are putting together the Constitution and its declaration, we do declare that should some men among us start to abuse the power that the people, that the governed have given them, that here written in this document is the way to abolish it folks that 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 took such bravery because we truly are a republic because we are we the people are the, the we're the ones who send these bozos to Washington and I say that because so many of the people in Washington that represent us or are supposed to represent us they're doing it for themselves or not doing it for the governed and and now we we need to look and and say okay the people that we have in Washington uh, many of them many of them most of them democrat and some establishment republicans they they don't have the consent of the governed at their heart they they don't have the the best uh, ideas and and the they don't have the the welfare of the consent the, of the governed they don't have that in their heart so we need to change them. We need to change the direction, folks. So that means in 2022, you've got to get out there and vote. That means you've got to go talk to your family and your friends. That means that you can't vote for a letter D or a letter R, that you better be voting for a person. That means that you better get active in the primaries. You know, this isn't just about general elections, folks. 
This this is about primaries. It starts with primaries. You choose a candidate and you get behind that candidate. And maybe it's because you want to oust a current candidate. Uh, folks, we, we've got to do it. That's what's got to be done. And we can, we can together, we can not only aspire to live by the principles of the Constitution and the Declaration, we can do it because we've got a clean house in Washington. We've got to get more people like the Founding Fathers. And folks, I, I look, I'll, I'll get into some things next week about this three-fifths compromise because you're going to hear now. You're going to hear this three-fifths compromise in the Constitution come out by every uh, hack job politician that is a Democrat uh, and maybe some establishment Republicans. But you're going to have the Democrat Party in unison screaming that the Constitution and the founding of this country was racist. And now they're going to point to the three-fifths compromise. And folks, it's, it is, it's so not the truth. It couldn't be further from the truth. The three-fifths compromise was exactly what it says. It was a compromise so that we could form the United States. If we didn't have the three-fifths compromise, we would have never had the United States. So who would have defeated Nazism? Who would have pushed back totalitarianism? Who would have won the Cold War? Who would have come up with the iPhone? Who would have come up with the vaccines? Who would have come up with... You know, folks, throughout this world, a majority of the patents that have made our lives better have come from the United States of America. They have come from the ingenuity of the American citizen. So without the three-fifths compromise back then to form this union that is the United States and this Constitution, without that, we wouldn't be where we are today. You wouldn't have your iPhone. You wouldn't have, we wouldn't have pushed back Nazism and totalitarianism and socialism and communism. We wouldn't have stopped communism in its tracks with the Cold War and even before. None Victor, of these uh, things would have happened. Yes. You know, as you were reading that, I was thinking the two greatest documents of the United States, Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, mm -hmm. I challenge you to name one CRT advocate <laughs> or any of the BLMs or any of the Antifas. Antifas or any of Congress as far as that goes. Maybe there are a couple in Congress, but I don't think you can name one person or group of people like our founding fathers in the documents that they wrote and mm. that live even today. And they can say, well, you know, we, we need a living constitution. We've mm. got one. Yeah. It's adjusted to everything that's ever happened in the United States. Absolutely. And how the founding fathers, I mean, I, I'm always amazed that when I read the Constitution, I'm always mm -hmm. taken aback that these gentlemen could see so far in the future. Yeah and pin something like the Declaration mm -hmm. and then pin the Constitution yep. that lives today and has lived for 245 years. Years. And, and, and can I can't, go on. <laughs> I, can't, I don't think your girlfriend AOC or Omar or any of those could write a document like this. They can barely write their name on the piece of paper, I'm sure. But no, you're right, David. You're right. Um, we... 
Look, I, if anyone who says the Constitution is racist or the founding of this country is racist or the Three-Fifths Compromise is racist, they don't know their history, David. They, they've never read the Federalist Papers. They've never read the diaries of, of James Madison or, or any of the other founding fathers. And I implore you folks out there, uh, if you doubt anything that I say or anything that David's saying, go read for yourself. Read the Constitution, but don't stop there. When you read the Constitution and you read the Declaration, don't stop there. Go read the Federalist Papers. Go read the diaries of James Madison. Go read the writings of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and and Hancock and Samuel Adams. Read them all, folks. Read them all because they weren't racist guys. All right, folks, that's all we have for today. i got to get out of here. Tune in next week, and I'm going to go back over the uh, Star-Spangled Banner. So you won't want to miss next week. We'll see you. Bye, folks. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.